Hi and welcome to the MMU Photography Podcast, a weekly informal conversation with the guests that have been kind enough to join us during our Wednesday morning Village Green Lecture Series. The lectures this term are centred around the theme of photographic communities. We will be welcoming a range of photographers, artists, organisers and academics to talk about the importance of working collectively in their research and practice. This week, Sarah Howe is in discussion with Polly Palmarini and Rachel Burns, founders of the Museum of Half-Truths. They discuss ways of working, a world audience, and having an artistic and a curatorial practice. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm an arts organiser and curator based in Manchester. Hi, I'm Polly. I'm an artist and an educator in Manchester. So Museum of Half-Truths is a curatorial project reimagining the role of museums. Um, we were awarded the Emerging Talents in Contemporary Art Prize by 1A Space in Hong Kong this summer, um, who provided us the exhibition space, budget and practical support to create an exhibition that went live in August 2020. It was really interesting to hear um, about these different events that we you were doing and how they were kind of really um, kind of formed organically because of the situation of COVID, but then they became kind of access points that actually, instead of kind of covering a really wide net of people and only kind of having like a bit of a passive response, you had these like actually quite um, in-depth and um, kind of meaningful conversations with people, which obviously I feel kind of bolsters the, um, the kind of premise of what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. Um, I just wondered if through the process, obviously having these conversations, was there anything that you kind of would do differently next time or that you learned from the experience of kind of working with others? I think like in general with the events, I think we felt like that was one of the most successful parts of the exhibition. And like kind of the learning from it is that we need to incorporate that more into what we're doing in the future, because um, I mean, we've definitely all been guilty of like organising an exhibition and then you kind of expect that people will come and that that will be the end of it. Um, and even though we've maybe thought about doing things alongside it, I think making those conversations quite an integral part of it is definitely what will carry forward. And also um, working online is not great for everybody, but it definitely allowed us to do things that we couldn't have done um, in person. So. I think that is going to be the main thing that we'll take forward from it is kind of to keep that as a really integral part of what we're doing. Um, I guess superficially, like, I know that I'm terrible at marketing. I think we maybe could have reached out to more people, but I think we, the people that we engaged with, stayed really engaged. I think we had quite a core audience who kind of came to a lot of things. And that was one of the ways that we built up that community. Obviously, Hong Kong, as we said, is quite quite a colonial um, has a colonial past, um, so perhaps it wasn't so easy there to sort of learn from a kind of different model. But would that be something that you might kind of go elsewhere, or like how how do you see kind of the communities reaching out? Is it going to be an Asian kind of bridge, or is it going to be kind of global in in that way? I think the I think we were talking with Moses from Singapore and we started having conversations and maybe do something together in Singapore um, like in the future so I think branching out and going to maybe like more of an Asian back like areas would be really good because we found like those connections but I don't think it just it could go anywhere really and I think 
we don't know any much about other cultures and other ways of working so it could be that we find a space to go or like someone wants us to go there um and we can have those like learning about the working ways i think with hong kong it wasn't very different like i think with certain things that ways of doing things were similar um but i think topics of conversations and things that we need to make sure that we weren't we were comfortable with um yeah i think the key thing for us that was with hong kong we were kind of invited through this open call process rather than like picking somewhere and kind of imposing ourselves too much and then we've managed to generate these um relationships in singapore which obviously also um has a colonial past and australia again <laughs> another western kind of perspective um but i think yeah we're kind of definitely interested in building on those existing conversations and then hopefully like building like more organic um like kind of connections that we make and we can expand it in that way i think quite slowly and quite deliberately but yeah also like um in hong kong itself i think we worked with the gallery and we worked very much within that structure but there are also some like quite small organizations um like the co-op and like other ones we've kind of come into brief contact with who maybe do have quite a different way of working so yeah. um we're hoping that we can like keep those relationships going and yeah and learn from those um like smaller a bit more kind of adaptable organizations as well as these kind of galleries that have a very set pattern of working obviously you were in hong kong but then you're online so like where were the audience generally from or was it really a mix of everywhere i think it was mainly a hong kong i think singapore mix um i think probably i think we had maybe uh probably 20% uk and the rest was not uk um we had like some australia singapore and hong kong mainly i think those were our main points there was like you kind of Italy <laughs> and a bit of Italy yeah um but yeah i think that the come like come from the marketing that was from one a space that was very centralized around them like around their like sort of connections and that probably it was our role to like expand it more to the uk and that's something that rachel mentioned that probably we should be better at marketing ourselves and express like but i think that's something that we can bring forward in the future Um, but we're really happy with the like variety of people and diversity of people and not just going for the people that we know and i think one thing that we mentioned through like in august time was like oh actually these are all people that don't know us and it's actually quite nice that these are people that don't know us um and don't know us they're not coming to see us because they know us and they're friends and it's because the people that may be interested in one a space and interested in us um and it's a new platform and it's also quite exciting and i think yeah that really kind of um that sort of kind of um not disguising your identity but kind of displacing your identity because you have this kind of umbrella and um, name of the museum of half truths works really well in terms of not kind of centering your own kind of your own identities in in that way um and that kind of leads me on to talking about how the how kind of you both got your own practices and was did you feel that kind of having this was almost like a did, a responsibility that you kind of wanted to do this because I, i guess as a practitioner myself like this year particularly i've been thinking like how do i operate how where where should my work be seen how can it be seen and like what can i do about where we're at and i think 
yeah, I just wondered if you like the motivations for it, like how did you feel this relationship between your own practice and this kind of project? Yeah, I think in terms of responsibility, because it was public funding, but also public funding from a country that we don't live in, we felt like there's massive responsibility around that. Um, which is why we've been so transparent about the budget and why we tried to kind of redirect as much as possible to freelancers in Hong Kong and um, overdose freelancers. I think in terms of like thinking, yeah, I don't really have an artistic flex anymore. Um, but I think what I've learned from this project is that the collaboration, I kind of already knew, but the collaborative element of everything is really what gets me excited about it and what and that's kind of where I see my work going is more in like bringing together these conversations. I think I have kind of practical skills in terms of like the planning and budgeting and all that kind of side of things that maybe um, are slightly rarer in artists without being um, without trying to say anything to you. But I think um, maybe that's like in terms of my own practice, that's kind of where I've learned like maybe it's more of this facilitatory well that um suits me better and yeah like we did we tried not to center ourselves too much in the project we tried to like just be the people who brought it together without kind of imposing on it i don't know that i think because you've got more of an artistic practice probably did it change how you thought about your work um yeah i think it's very weird because like the themes of the exhibitions are things that I'm interested in um, in my own practice. So like fiction, memory and like how you can present that. Uh, but I think it's made me evaluate how my practice could be maybe more. Um, well, this is not just for myself and how I can branch out in that kind of set sphere that it's not just quite just personal and how it can maybe be a bit more open uh, to other experiences. Um, but yeah, I think. It's the topics of like the themes and topics I'm really interested in my own work, so things I research. So it has allowed me to sort of combine them. So I'm spending time on Museum of Half Truths, but I'm also spending time on my, my own practice, researching things and researching in like different artists that uh, work with archives or artists that really tackle um, like fiction and fact and how we play with those ideas. Um, so it's also just been quite nice to do something that is more producing and like facilitating as Rachel said and improve my skills in that but also um, have it alongside my practice and they work really well at the moment just because it shows that my interests are lied in that kind of area and um, so personal practice but also producing um, something linked to half-truths. Yeah I think that that's really important that you have like this conversation that that is sort of external to both yourself and the other artists which you can kind of both kind of access rather than it being like um I'm just doing this for the sake of doing it like it's kind of part of like more organic and part of what you're doing. Thanks again to both Polly and Rachel. The music this week was by third year student Ben Moore. If you'd like more information, please get in touch with him. If you would like to donate some music to the podcast, please send me an email. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.